No matter the size of the organization that you serve or lead, I'm certain that there are times when progress is slowed and decisions get bogged down. That's why in this episode, we're talking about eliminating distractions in a podcast I've entitled, Cut the Slack. This is the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast. I'm really honored and excited that you spend a little bit of time with me. We believe that your leadership can get better 20 minutes at a time. That's right, 20 minutes unless I get long-winded and excited and go 22, 23 minutes. Who knows what might happen? We could get crazy in this episode. Uh, If you're new with us, uh, what we do is we release a brand new leadership podcast on the first Thursday of every month. So I would love to encourage you to hit subscribe right now, and this podcast will come directly to you. Also, if you want to go over the notes with team members, I know a lot of people get together with business leaders from their community or staff members and such, just go to life.church slash leadership podcast, let us know, and we'll email you the notes. Um, They'll come to you each time we release a new podcast. If this is helpful to you, it would mean the world to me if you would share this, invite others to be a part of it. Thank you for sharing on social media. Um, It's helpful to get the word out because everyone wins when the leader gets better. Let's dive into content that I hope will be helpful to you as a leader and in your organization. Um, Here's what I know about your organization. If you're like any other business, nonprofit, family, or whatever, you have real inefficiencies in what you do. We all do. We've got overly complicated systems, unnecessary policies, excessive procedures, sometimes inefficient meetings, and the list goes on and on. In fact, to set up the teaching today, I'm going to give you an imaginary example of the kind of thing that happens in our organizations almost every single day. I'll give you four characters in this example. There will be a boss, an assistant, an intern, and a supervisor, and watch how many different times this conversation gets bogged down in what I call slack, slack. Here's the example. A boss wants to know if an intern is interested in a project, so the boss emails the assistant to inquire about the intern's interest, but the assistant is away from the office at the dentist and doesn't check email until the evening, slack. Then the assistant waits until the morning to text the intern's supervisor um, about the intern, slack. The supervisor's in meetings all day, slack. Early afternoon, the supervisor sends a clarifying question to the boss's assistant, but the boss is traveling, so the assistant doesn't talk to the boss until the following day, more slack. The next day, the assistant asks the boss a question, the boss gives an answer, the assistant writes down a reminder to send the response to the supervisor, but doesn't do so until late in the evening, more slack. The supervisor doesn't check email until the following day, slack, and realizes the intern is a qualified candidate, but the intern's out of town for a wedding. So the supervisor presents the opportunity to the intern early on Monday, and the intern is excited, but since she's a newlywed, she wants to talk to her husband about it. The intern comes in the next day, slack, 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 and says, let's do it. So the supervisor of the intern reaches out to the boss's assistant and says, good news, but the boss has investors in town and can't deal with it, so the assistant has to wait until the next day, slack again. After who knows how many days, you have these kind of things in your organization, I know you do, I do in mine. Finally, the assistant tells the boss, the intern is in, and the boss apologizes, looks a little bit confused, and says, oh my gosh, since it took so long, we decided not to do the project at all. 
slack, 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 slack. Big question. Why is morale down and progress so slow in so many organizations? What is the problem? The problem is there's too much slack. Every time there's an unnecessary delay, every time an email sits on a computer waiting, every time there's an extra step, an additional meeting, or another signature required, that's called slack. That's why in this episode, we're going to talk about cutting the slack. Now, what is slack? Webster defines it this way. Slack is sluggishness or lack of energy characterized by slowness, not tight or taut, blowing or flowing at low speed. I like that. Some of you, you're blowing or flowing at low speed. Organizationally, here's my definition for slack. Slack is any activity that absorbs resources but creates little to no value. What is slack? Any activity that absorbs resources but creates little to no value. Slack is the lost time between the question and the response. Slack is the missed opportunity before the need is actually met by the supply. Slack is the extra cost between what's necessary and what is actually wasted. It's the extra steps, it's the unnecessary rules, it's the burdensome policies costing your organization more than you could possibly imagine. What are some of the costs of organizational slack? Organizational slack costs us, it cripples progress, it frustrates your team members more than you could ever imagine. It depletes morale. It erodes the quality of whatever you do. It increases expenses. It decreases profit. It robs you of impact. Here's the bottom line. You could do more. You could produce more. You could help more people. But more of your time, more of your money, more of your energy is going to slack and not to your stated goals and objectives. Now, why do we experience organizational slack? Why do we have so much of it? Because slack is a natural evolution of a company or organization. In fact, what do we know about all organizations? Organizations never drift towards simplicity. Let me say it again, this is important. Organizations, your nonprofit, your business, your startup, whatever, they never drift toward simplicity. No one ever says, oh my gosh, we doubled in size and we accidentally became more efficient. What do we know? Growth creates complexity and complexity kills growth. Let me say it again, this is so important. Growth naturally creates complexity and when something becomes overly complex, eventually that kills growth. What I wanna do is I wanna talk about cutting the slack both organizationally and personally. In this episode, we're gonna stick to organizationally. In our next month's episode, we're gonna talk about it uh, personally as it applies to you. Now, when it comes to organizational slack, what is our goal? We have one goal and one goal only. Here's our goal. What we wanna do is simplify or eliminate all policies, processes, or unnecessary steps that take too much time, cost too much, and add too little value. Let me say it again, because it's very important. We wanna simplify or eliminate all policies, processes, unnecessary steps that take too much time, cost too much, and add too little value. Why? Because if you're overrun with complicated processes and rules, you're gonna find yourself bogging down in every way. Why do we have so many of these policies? Well, whenever someone makes a mistake, what's the natural response? Someone usually makes a policy. Someone messes something up, so someone creates a new rule. 
In fact, Jason Freed calls policies organizational scar tissue. What is a policy? It's often organizational scar tissue. In fact, he says policies are organizational scar tissues. They're codified overreactions to unlikely to happen again situations. What do we see over and over again? Someone makes a mistake. And so instead of managing the person who made the mistake, we create a policy making it more difficult for everyone else who's not likely to make that very same mistake. In fact, this is just for fun, but whenever I see a rule or a policy in a business that doesn't make any sense, I always wonder what stupid person did something that was idiotic that ended up in this rule. In fact, in my state, I live in the state of Oklahoma, I just looked up some of the stupid laws and they're crazy. This is just for fun. In Shuttler, Oklahoma, I don't even know where that is, but women may not gamble in the nude, in lingerie, or in a towel. Who in the world did something so that rule is real? Now, my question is, can men do that? Because the rule says women can't. In Clinton, Oklahoma, molesting an automobile is illegal. I don't even want to close my eyes right now. I'm disgusted. Um, one more law, hunting for whales is illegal in Oklahoma. For those of you um, that are in an international audience, there's not an ocean for um, several states away from us. What a rule. Anyway, there's your policy. As leaders, here's what we want to do. We want to be careful not to overreact to problems or mistakes. That sounds really simple, and it is, but we need to apply it. Because if we're not careful, what we're going to do is we're going to create unnecessary procedures, cumbersome rules, and complicated processes. What we're gonna do is we're gonna create slack, unintentionally, but we're creating slack that complicates our processes and then in the end kills growth. So we understand the problem, what are we gonna do about it? I wanna give you a few steps to cut the slack, five steps to cut the slack. What are we gonna do? We're going to kill a rule, cut a meeting, remove a step, empower a person, and repeat the process. Let me say it again, kill a rule, Cut a meeting, remove a step, empower a person, repeat the process. Let's talk about it. We're going to kill a rule. Whenever you see in your organization an unnecessary rule that slows decision-making or action-taking whenever possible, kill that rule. For example, in my organization, one of the things we used to do is we managed vacation time for our team members. And maybe they'd get two or three weeks or whatever. And it took us a lot of time to track how much time they're actually taking off. Our team members were working hard, so you know what we did? We just killed the rule. We're gonna say, you're hard workers, take as much time as you need. In fact, in our organization, we don't have to talk people into not taking time off because they work hard. We have to actually say, hey, please take time off. Let's not have a rule, let's not track it. Let's just say you're great people, work hard, take great time off, we're not gonna manage it. We killed a rule, we freed people, and we have a better outcome. Kill a rule. Wherever there's a rule that slows things down, that's unnecessary, kill that rule. Secondly, cut a meeting. Cut a meeting. In fact, there's a classic book by my friend Patrick Lencioni called Death by Meeting. You may want to look at it. Pat says, meetings are not inherently bad, but bad meetings are a reflection of bad leaders. We've all been in bad meetings that are inefficient or ineffective. What we want to do is we want to look at all of our meetings and ask ourselves some questions. Can we get the same result without this meeting? Oftentimes, just email communication or even a touch base can save a long meeting. Another question, can we get a similar or better result without this meeting? Another question, 
if the meeting was a different length in a different place, had fewer people, would we have a different result? Here's what I like to do. I like to experiment with the frequency and duration of meetings. So maybe you're meeting weekly. You might ask yourself, what if we met just two times a month? What if we met just for a quarter? If we're meeting for two hours, what if we cut the meeting time down to one hour? I'll give you an example. I have a monthly finance meeting where we look at all of the resources and numbers for our church. And for a long time, it was taking about three hours or so. One time, we only had one hour to do the meeting. And guess what? We got done in 50 minutes when we were focused and not chasing a bunch of rabbits. A 50-minute or a one-hour meeting was actually way more effective because we didn't have the time to waste uh, looking at details that really didn't matter that much. So when it comes to meetings, the goal is not to eliminate all meetings, but what we wanna do is we wanna make the meetings that we have effective meetings. So we're going to kill a rule, we're gonna cut a meeting, we're going to remove a step, remove a step. I like what Picasso said. He said, art is the elimination of the unnecessary. Remove a step. So sometimes as a leader, here's what we need to understand. We are the step that needs to be removed. So many times I've found that I am the bottleneck to progress in our organization. Here's an example. Many of us as leaders, we hold on to things for too long. Uh, there was something that I held on to. Um, as a church, we make videos that talk about what's coming up for a next message series. If you ever go to a movie and you see uh, the trailers for upcoming movies, it makes you wanna go to those. And so we would create a video to try to create interest in what was coming. Well, what I did is I oversaw that project for years and years and years. I created, because of my involvement, at least 10 steps, which was one, pitch my idea, brainstorm titles, choose a title, pitch the conceptual idea for the video, look at the rough video, provide feedback, bring me the second draft, offer feedback and then test broadly, and then go live with it. Lots and lots of steps. Guess what happened? I was the one slowing the process. I unintentionally created unnecessary, frustrating, time-wasting, emotionally expensive, and organizationally discouraging slack. I created the slack. When finally I removed me, guess what I did? I removed multiple steps and now the process is so much more efficient, the team member's happier, and guess what? The result is actually better. What are we gonna do? We're gonna kill a rule, cut a meeting, remove a step, and then this is so important, we're gonna empower a person. As often as possible, instead of creating a rule or establishing a policy, empower people. Here's an example. Because we have so many different sites in different states, we're always buying and selling property all the time. At any given time, We'll have a dozen pieces of property for sale or we'll be purchasing three or four. And I've been, my team, we've been in hundreds and hundreds of negotiations. And so we've actually gotten pretty good at negotiating. Because of our experience, we felt like we were necessary to negotiate all the deals. But what we found is we were slowing things down. We'd have to get reports. We'd have to get ask questions, get feedback. So what did we decide to do? Empower a person, empower a team. What we did is we trained a few people to negotiate with our values. We would oversee them for a while. Now we've stepped out and they're negotiating without us. Guess what we just did? We cut the slack. The process is better because we've empowered people. We taught them to do what we're doing and now the process is so much better. What are we gonna do? Kill a rule, cut a meeting, remove a step, empower a person, then repeat the process. Repeat the process. I like what Peter Drucker said. He said this, he said, only three things happen naturally in any organization, three things. 
friction, confusion, and underperformance. Everything else requires leadership. That's why you are so important to the end result of your organization. Great leaders simplify. Let me say it again, internalize it. Don't just listen, feel it, believe it, live it, lead to it. Great leaders simplify. Why? Because growth creates complexity and complexity kills growth. That's why we're going to repeat this process again and again and again. We are always, all the time, working to cut the slack. Let's review, and then I wanna give you application questions. And honestly, that's the most important part of what we do. Don't just hear this, apply it as a leader. Brief review, and then application questions. What is slack? Any activity that absorbs resources, but creates little to no value, that is slack. Why do we experience organizational slack? Because organizations never drift towards simplicity. Growth creates complexity, complexity kills growth. When it comes to organizational slack, we have one goal. Our goal is to simplify or eliminate all policies, processes, or unnecessary steps that take too much time, cost too much, and add too little value. So, as leaders, what are we gonna do? We will kill a rule, cut a meeting, remove a step, empower a person, and repeat the process. Peter Drucker said it, I wanna say it again. Only three things happen naturally in any organization. Friction, we have that, don't we? Confusion, we have that, don't we? Underperformance, it's in every organization. Everything else requires leadership. As a leader, we will simplify, cut the slack. Faster decisions, speed, agility, quick, adapt, innovate, move, seize, attack. What you do matters. Do it with intentionality. Cut the slack. Application questions. Number one, what unnecessary steps, unproductive meetings, ineffective policies are slowing our progress? What steps that don't need to be there? What meetings are too bogged down or too frequent or have the wrong people? What ineffective policies are slowing the progress? And this is really important. You wanna diagnose this and you wanna tell the truth. Just because you've done it for a year, five years, 10 years, whatever, don't institutionalize what you've done in the past. Ask it, be honest, work with your team members. Let your team members critique your leadership. You may be in the way. You may be the unnecessary step. Have the courage to remove yourself to empower other people. What steps, what policies, what's slowing progress? Accurately diagnose it and tell the truth. And then number two, what rule can you kill? What meeting can you cut? What step can you remove? Or what person can you empower to remove the slack? This really, really matters. If we can take out whatever is unnecessary, do what's important, do it with urgency, we can actually make a difference in this world. You're a leader. Lead to the results that you want. Now, in the next episode, we're gonna talk about simplifying our lives and our own leadership, Cut the Slack part two, and this one will speak directly to what you do and don't do as a leader. I am honored and grateful that you spend a little bit of time together each month. I really believe that we can get better together in 20 minutes a month, sometimes longer if I get long-winded. Thank you for rating this or reviewing it. If you do that, it actually makes a big difference. So if you haven't written a review, it'd mean the world to me if you do that. Also, please share this with others. I'm looking forward to our next episode. I think it will really speak to you and stretch you as a leader. Um, and thank you for sharing resources that help stretch me. Be yourself, 
bring your best game. Remember, people would rather follow a leader who's always real than one who's always right. Thank you for joining us at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. If you want to go even deeper into this episode and get the leadership guide or show notes, you can go to life.church slash leadership podcast. You can also sign up to have that information delivered straight to your inbox every month. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share with your friends on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast.